All right. You are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And welcome to our very special 2015. Ooh, it still feels weird saying that. It'll never get normal. <laughs> it will right around December. It probably will. Sure. Our 2015 Golden Globes coverage, and we've got a special treat for those of you that have been listening to the show. Uh, if you listened to our last episode, we threw our, our coins in the wishing well. We were hoping we could get this guest for this, mm-hmm. and we are happy to be joined by John Nellick from New York. Welcome, John. Hey. John is a, uh, is a stage manager for, for some of the best live theater that you'll ever find on the eastern seaboard. Aw, Chuck. <laughs> And, and some of the best theater I've ever been a part of. I, I have to say, I knew Mr. Nellick from back in the day. We yes. go way back. Brian way back. Were, <laughs> Brian and I were lucky enough to know him before he was, well, he's always been John Nellick, but before he was John Nellick. The voice of authority on stage. <laughs> <laughs> but you are not just a stage manager extraordinaire. You also have an eye for award shows. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, mean I don't know if an eye for it is this. It's amusing, a break from re- reality, I guess. <laughs> you, like me, enjoy the pageantry and uh, ridiculousness that goes into a whole bunch of rich people celebrating themselves and patting themselves on the back, and somehow. Oh, it's very much so. It's it's award shows to me. They're, they're kind of like graduation ceremonies. It's like three hours of endless name reading and occasionally witty banter, and then you're just waiting for that one rogue student to streak across the stage. <laughs> that one. Cross your fingers moment. that it happens at some point. Yes, agreed. Actually, I think I don't remember which award show it was. I'm imagining it was probably the Oscars. Uh, sometime within the last five or six years, I feel like there was wasn't there some like soy bomb or something? Somebody ran out streaking and had something written on their belly. I think it was the Oscars. Was that the Oscars? Yeah, I think so. Was it soy bomb? Could have been. <laughs> I don't remember. There's literally, I think John's right. Like every year, the Oscars. The Oscars without fail always has a moment that you're like, what the hell? Like, and the I have to say, the James Franco Anne Hathaway was the best Oscars for what is going on right now for me. For me, <laughs> oh that my was god, like, that was oh, that was special. Yeah, just <laughs> and that that was real special. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure Franco was high, and Anne Hathaway was just trying to carry the whole damn thing, and it was just it was a disaster in slow motion for three hours. It was beautiful. Was there was, there was plenty to comment on with that one. Oh, yeah, that one was busy. <laughs> now, <laughs> when these award shows are happening, you actually have a Facebook group that you and a couple friends actually regularly watch these and give your, your live... It's not tweeting on Facebook. What would it be? Your live booking? Facing. Your live facing? Our, our live facing? Our live uh, activity feed on Facebook, I guess? And it's, yeah, uh, um, uh, it's always entertaining. I know that. Well, <laughs> we try. <laughs> if nothing else, it entertains us. And that's you, uh, your friend Jesse and, and Sarah, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, Jesse and Sarah. We actually, Jesse and Sarah also went to Eastern Oregon way back in the day. Um, and um, it was, we started kind of as our way of like staying in touch with each other because Jesse lives in Boston now and Sarah is in Nebraska. Um, and we started just doing the commentary just on the regular Facebook feed. And it gets to the point where, um, as tends to happen, where you kind of fill up the, the activity feed, which kind of annoys some people, and I understand <laughs> that because it annoys the hell out of me sometimes when I open up that Facebook feed and it's nothing but one person. Um, so we created the group in the hopes to uh, alleviate some of that frustration from people. <laughs> I remember, I remember when it in, when your when your group incepted. 
uh, because yeah, like the year before, I'd open it up the day of the morning after the Oscars and be like, "Whoa, <laughs> it's just John for like." Page it's on overwhelming. Page. But I enjoyed it because it was about award shows and particularly about the Oscars, which I love. So I was just eating it all up, and so I was very glad that you had a, you guys had a thing, and then I got to read uh, Jesse and Sarah's comments as well. So I got to see all of that, which was awesome, and that's when I started following your fabulous group. And right, right. No, and it's it's just also been great because it's allowing a lot of other people to join in on the conversation and that that experience of watching that the craziness or or not craziness. Now, do you ever get well, people and, angry at the things you're saying? Like, have you ever? Because I know Facebook in particular seems to be a hotbed for if if you dare post or say something that that rubs anybody the wrong way, they're very brave about confronting you online. Do you guys get that at all, or do people generally tend to agree or shut up? Um, I haven't gotten any kind of backlash on it. Um, I kind of it, it gets to the point where I mean, at least it's gotten to the to the point with the group where I kind of know the, the tone of those people of the audience who are participating in this experience. And so I, I, I don't censor myself, but I, I, I try to keep that in mind when I'm commenting <laughs> as best I can. Um, occasionally someone will say something and, and some other person may take an issue with it, but it's, it hasn't gotten out of control. Everybody's been fairly respectful of each other, even, even if they're not of, respectful of those people that are on the television at that point. <laughs> I think they get enough respect. They're at an awards show. They're getting tons of respect. It's true. Their karmic balance has to be put in, in line. So I have no problem when people say right. karmic. They're getting, they're getting awards. They're, they're, they're rubbing elbows. They're getting free drinks. It's the least that they can do. <laughs> if, we, if we could all only get criticized so well, I would love right? to be I, Yeah, I'm like, criticize away. If I'm getting free drinks, I'm fine. I don't care. You can say yeah. whatever you want about me. <laughs> Yeah, into that. <laughs> yeah. So people that haven't seen it yet that would like to check out your, your award show coverage, if they go to Facebook and they search for JJS Live Coverage, all, all one word or with spaces? All one word, yes. All one word, okay. So that, And that stands for Jesse, John, and Sarah Live Coverage. And it really is fun. Whether or not you're uh, invested in award shows like Brian, who literally... Life. It is life. It is his life. Um <laughs> Whether or not you're you're as obsessed as Brian, it's very entertaining. I I enjoy it, and so uh, I definitely all of our listeners that that haven't ever done that yet definitely get over there and check it out. You're also on Twitter, right? I am, yes. Okay, and that as much as I can be. <laughs> <laughs> and you've actually been one of our more vocal uh, fans of the show on Twitter, which we appreciate. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, uh, I'm enjoying the show. Well, thank you. And so people can follow you on Twitter at J Nellick, which is J. N-E-L-I-C-H, correct? And N-E-H-L-I-C-H. N-E-H-L-I-C-H. I thought there was an H in, I did in your too. name. I did, I, too. I, Yo, I, I get I, it all the time. So do I, actually. There's an H in mine that nobody ever gets, so I apologize. <laughs> you guys are just a couple of H-less people. What can I say? It's true. H-less. Sounds like ageless. See, it's so clever. Oh, my nice. God. Nice. That's the kind of John, award show brand right ageless man. Ageless. Ageless. I like that. <laughs> There was a lot of categories on this the show, so let's go ahead and get started. Are we digging into the gold? We're going to dig into this. Should we should we just okay. jump to the uh, let people know how it happened, or should we just go through these first? As far as between you and me. Oh uh, well, I can just I'll sum it up for us. Uh, Seth and I put uh, deep deep bets on on who would pick the most correct. They're so uh, deep. These uh, bets were and super so deep. either Emma Watson's picture will be gracing our Facebook page or Emma Stone's, depending on whether. 
who got the most picks right. That's that's basically the Titanic struggle that's here. Mm. Uh, and by the way, um, whether we get it on the show or not, Mr. Nellick, I, I do look forward to knowing your picks for Oscar season once the nominations come out. I was actually going to say that uh, if, if you're willing to join us again for the Oscar uh, Oscar podcast, we should get you in on the on the pick wager, and you could possibly actually end up dictating what picture goes on our our Facebook page. Oh boy, that could be dangerous for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I need. Okay, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just kill all. Uh, all. All suspense. I clear. Based on these results, I need someone that can provide me with competition because I absolutely. Ouch. Crush, uh, Oh wow! Yeah, what a dick. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your free drinks, buddy, because I just slammed you. Boom. <laughs> uh, well, I brought it Chicago style and just <laughs> got destroyed. Failed, basically, flamed out horribly. Uh, okay, I, well, let's launch. Do you want to launch right into this? Um, I, I got to say, Boyhood was kind of a bit of a shock for me. I haven't seen it yet uh, for the the best dramatic picture. I thought it was going to be Selma and Seth. Thought it was going to be Imitation Game. Uh, what about you, John? Uh, Surprise for you. I mean, I, I agree. I honestly, overall this year, I have seen very little compared to years past. Um, but based on what what I've heard and what I bits I've seen of things, I was actually really surprised as well. Yeah, the buzz seemed to be pointing in a couple different directions, but I didn't get. I, I had I had Boyhood as a dark horse pick. That was like my that might happen, but probably mm. not. Um, and I was yeah, I was surprised. yeah yeah. It usually seems like the theme in years past, at least with a lot of the award shows, especially with clubs is the, the shows that come out closest to the award shows, the ones that are the, the freshest in the, those, uh, the voters minds. So yeah, that's kind of what they kind of go with. And boy, it's sort of been out for a while. Yeah. That one. And the one that won uh, for best picture for the other, they have, they have best picture drama and best picture, uh, comedy or musical Grand Budapest and Hotel. Budapest, Grand Budapest, Hotel, which came back out, out ah. March, I think was way back when. Yeah. Yeah. So th- I didn't know what to do this year. I was just like, I, w- what, I think the rules have changed somehow. I don't know. It, it was all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and normally that's one thing I, 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 I don't, I remember somewhere in your feed, which I was reading through, someone made the comment that this year it seemed like the good, like you couldn't really predict this year. Mm. Like normally, particularly with the Oscars, it's almost a formality that you're like, oh man, Christoph Waltz is going to win this year for what, for best supporting actor. It's like the duh. Yeah. Of course he's winning for this. You yeah. Know? And it's just like you go to the, sh- you watch the show for all the other stuff and then they announce the winners and you're like, yeah, well, duh. But this year with Globes, I was just like, I have no idea where a lot of this is going. So it was nonstop. I like, I didn't know where they were going. I'm like, it was very surprising. It makes me excited for the Oscars because I think it might. I mean, based on, I wonder who gets the nominations, but uh, mm. that could be a wild. It could actually be tricky to guess this year. I'm still holding out hope for yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If Guardians of the Galaxy forever and ever <laughs> forever. If Guardians of the Galaxy gets nominated, I will state, I'm, I'm going to record right now, if Guardians of the Galaxy gets nominated for anything other than special effects, can't be special effects nomination. Or like sound editing. Or sound editing. If it gets nominated for, you know what, I'll even go for like editing. You can have editing. Okay, so but editing, sound, editing sound, writing, directing, acting, and best picture stuff. Or what about what about music? Sure, music. It can be nominated for music. Okay. If it gets nominated for anything other than effects or sound editing, you can pick what Guardians of the Galaxy picture you want our Facebook page to be all the way through March. Woo-hoo! Or wait, I mean April, because March will be obviously whatever we risk on the Oscars. So okay. Probably John's picture, whatever he picks, because he's probably going to kick our ass. 
<laughs> so uh, that, there, but I will. I'll be. I, I hope it does because it was a good movie. But I, I agree. Sad that they didn't get nominated for anything. <laughs> oh, I got. We. I, I know we're gonna jump around here just a little bit, but I gotta ask real quick. Uh, for J- Seth and I were just talking actually before we uh, talked to you. Uh, what was like a big snub for you? Because for us, it was Interstellar. We could not yeah. believe that Interstellar just got like one nomination, didn't even win. Yeah, I mean, I, that's also another one. <laughs> shamefully, I'm not seen. Um, but. Uh, from the talk of everything, like I, that was, yeah, very surprising that it didn't get. Um, there was another one that, what was it? There was another movie that everybody was talking that would get nominated, and I don't think it got any nominations. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Was it Unbroken? Because that was one that we talked about last time that I didn't realize until we went through the nominees that it didn't have any because it sounded like from the previews oh, yeah, that I think it was that's it. One. Yeah, that one had Oscar pedigree written all over it, you know, and then they kind of seemed yeah, to be pushing. You know what else wasn't there? Fury. That's true. Uh, Fury kind of landed in the middle of, I think I didn't really catch like it wanted to be it felt like it wanted the early trailers felt like it wanted to be Oscar material mm. but then yeah. when it came after it came out of it it was like oh it's just a war movie it's not really a Oscar mm-hmm. movie so yeah uh, but yeah I, Interstellar I was just I it, you should see it by the way it's quite good when you find some time in between the busy New York days uh, I'm sure somewhere it's showing in New York uh, it's definitely but, on my list <laughs> But yeah, it was on like everybody's top ten list this year, all the critics and everything. So I was like, man, it's got to be. Maybe the Oscars will show some love, but Globes showed none. That surprised yeah. me. Well, the Oscars have to show at least some love to it in the special effects category. I sounds yeah. like that's true. That's where it'll probably it'll, it'll probably, probably technical. It'll probably beat out Guardians of the Galaxy. It'll probably beat out <laughs> Guardians. Only one space <laughs> movie a year. Um, moving on down the list, the uh, other surprises for me was uh, Julianne Moore for Still Alive. I she was not even vaguely on my radar for for that what about you i have forgotten she was even nominated right quite honestly with you. <laughs> I, and then i found I mean, she's one of those twice. who i feel like is she does so many odd roles and i applaud her for taking on and doing so many different types of projects but i feel like she's always it, it's never quite surprising when i if she pops up in a movie at this point for me she's headed toward meryl streep status for me like she's almost it's like duh julianne moore must be there i guess but i just ignore it almost because yeah. she's one you know and she's mm-hmm. obviously talented because she got nominated for this. She was in uh, Best Actress in Drama and Best Actress in Musical or Comedy. Uh, she won for Best Drama for Still Alive. Sorry, so, sorry, Still Alice, which obviously, as my mispronunciation shows, I don't know anything about. So <laughs> uh, that, that one just blew my mind. I was like, what? I thought Rosamund Pike had it yeah. for sure for Gone Girl. It was, yeah, it was very, it was very surprising on that one. I had never, also never heard of Still Alice. I had to look that one up. <laughs> right? I was, I, my IMDb fingers were flying on that. What? What is this? So. Yeah. Uh, Madness there. Um, going down the line of magical stuff here. Let's see. Uh, one that kind of caught me out as well was I didn't know Patricia Arquette was still acting. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, and she won Best Supporting Actress. And I got that one, didn't I? You did not. I did. You picked Emma Stone. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> of course. I knew I went with Emma Stone. I just forgot what category she was in. Yeah, Best Supporting Actress. And uh, Patricia Arquette, wildly talented. I just literally have not seen her in anything in so long. Mm. No, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I just got a, a little bit. This is a little bit of a Hollywood brag right here. Um, so I woke up this morning and took my dog out to the park, which is across the street from my house. And they are filming CSI Cyber in my park today. Which stars Patricia Arquette. And I'm not going to lie, I sort of made my dog take a deuce near the star wagons so that I was trying to see if I could see Patricia Arquette. I didn't. It didn't happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I tried. 
So there's my Hollywood brag for the moment. Wow. You're like bad wing dog. You're like <laughs> the creepy the creepy guy that goes out of his way to wander past a woman, but you're disgusting because you use feces to achieve your goal. Okay, but in defense, <laughs> and John can back really, me up. Brian really knows how to woo women. <laughs> in defense, though, the dog is still Emma. So, I mean, uh, John knows Emma. He That's was true. there when I got Emma. And so. Emma is literally, yeah, yeah. and I've I've heard stories and kind of witnessed this myself, Emma is a pussyhound. She like, is. She like, attracts yeah, dog. women, human women. It's weird. Like crazy. Yeah, which is unfortunate. We got married, and I can't do anything with it. So if you ever want to take my dog for a walk, I so will, go for it. I'll start walking your dog. <laughs> You, you <laughs> lend her out. Exactly. It's, it's my dating service. Uh, <laughs> you want to date Patricia Arquette, walk my dog by the star wagon in the park. There it is. But, uh, yeah, so that was my – anyway, Hollywood brag moment. Sorry, I'm done now. I'm, uh, I'm sure New York has many of its fine moments where – We have many of our, uh, our um, celebrity brag moments as well, so no worries. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, you're walking the street like, wait, is that – oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, it happens. <laughs> the Total Coast moments. There was one, I'm trying to remember which one it was. I should really listen to our show and I would know this, but there was one I remember that we both made our picks. There were separate picks, and you jokingly threw out that, oh, it was for oh. a miniseries. Yes, yes. I, I remember as soon as that, when I was listening to that yesterday, <laughs> I laughed out loud when I heard that. <laughs> right, because I, as I was watching the award show, it was it was still fresh in my mind, and and literally, because I, I went with uh, Normal Heart, Brian, you took True Detective, right. and then just as a as a throwaway joke, you're like, it'll be Fargo. It was Fargo. Yeah. It was. <laughs> you know, and there was a little quiet voice in my head saying, it's going to be Fargo. It's going to be Fargo. And then even later, I was like, don't pick McConaughey. It'll be Billy Bob Thornton. And boom, there it was. Both of those. Uh, I didn't see Fargo. Did, did you see Fargo, John? I haven't seen Fargo. Yeah, I, I um, hear good things. I've seen, I believe, I've the not the trailer, the um, the marketing for it. I have seen very little. Yeah, around it, here it was, for it. It was really under the radar. Yeah, it was. It was just one of those. I think it was on FX, and it was. Uh, yeah. It was just one of those shows that, like, if you were watching FX at all, they they ran ads, but I didn't see a lot of ads off of their channel for it. Yeah. Uh, normally in LA, there's billboards for shows everywhere, right. and I did not see one Fargo billboard the whole year. So I yeah. was like, "That's we how have billboards that... too, but that's usually in Times Square, and I try to avoid that area." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they out in LA, they're like, "Oh, it's sprawled out. We're just gonna slam billboards up on the sides of you know houses in the middle of the suburbs right. and make people yep. look at." <laughs> yeah, you'll see billboards for TV shows and movies right next to the ones that are like tooth implant, three hundred dollar. Yeah, <laughs> it's the magic. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Fargo was definitely. I I was kicking myself for that one when I when I saw that. Um, uh, and uh, I was shocked as heck. I'm a big Downton Abbey fan, and I did not even see Joanne Froggett with her frog hat. I was gonna say you didn't even know her name. No, I didn't. Well, I know I know the character. I uh, absolutely love her character, but I just I I've missed Downton Abbey this season. I haven't watched it. I'm sorry, world. I, I heard it's been good. I haven't. I'm also a season behind because um, I got really bored with last season. I'm a series behind. I, I, you haven't watched any of Downton no, Abbey. What's the draw with that? Oh my god! I don't even. John, what do you think? It, what 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 makes it so popular? Or what do you like about it? I guess. I well, I mean, I love the historical context, but I also, I just, I don't know. I just like the characters and the, the relationship. I mean, there's that class relationship. Um. It beautifully illustrates class relationships, which I think in America is something we don't know anything about. Like, I mean, exactly. we, we kind of have that, but in, in England, they've been practicing that for years, that mm -hmm. there is a line between the servants and the people they serve. 
Like there's like and there's like you are two different classes of people. Whereas in America, it just it, it, I mean, there's there, we have rich people and we have poor people, but uh, they don't interact with each other really. I mean, so. So do you yeah, guys yeah. think that that Downton Abbey is? Do you think it's as popular with British audiences as it is with us, or is it more because for for us as Americans, it's it's almost kind of a a unique lifestyle thing but for them it's like this is like keeping up with the kardashians i don't know why they're german i was gonna say that was a german <laughs> accent but fair enough i actually have a, a friend here in la who's british and he uh he likes the show but yeah he is kind of mystified by like the this american obsession with the upstairs downstairs uh dynamic of of class he's like you yeah, know that's just how it is in england like i wouldn't talk to a kid who went to eaton which is like the high school that yeah. prince william goes to they're like i just wouldn't i'd never run into that kid so there's just this wild social difference. Hmm. They don't have Twitter there, huh? Nope. I probably do. <laughs> so I we talked a little bit about the picks. Uh, I just want a quick little thing before we move away from the picks. And if anybody else has any more they want to go over, I got the chance to see Whiplash this last weekend. I hunted this movie, Whiplash, uh, with J.K. Simmons. He won for Best Supporting Actor. Mm. I saw trailers for it, and it's about a kid who's a jazz drummer at basically, like, they don't call it Juilliard, but it's Juilliard, and it's in New York. Um, and I, I had to hunt this movie down because I wanted to see it. And I had to drive like 25 minutes down the road to find it. But I found it, saw it, amazing. One of my top, now vaulted into my top three movies of the year. Just like the most thrilling. They make jazz drumming into like diehard level, like intense, thrilling moments. It's it's really good. And J.K. Simmons absolutely deserved that. I really hope he wins the Oscar. So. That's great. Yeah, I, I honestly had forgotten about the movie. I saw, I don't know, the trailer played before one of the few movies I saw last year. Um, and I remember seeing it and being like, ah, oh, that looks like a really interesting show. And then it just kind of faded from my mind and I forgot about it until I, until the nominations came out. And I'm like, what is that movie? Which one is that? Yeah, no, uh, it came out in early October. It's another one of those ones where, I mean, that's not as far back as, say, Grand Budapest or Boyhood, but that's still pretty early in the season. It came out on like October 6th. And I just, I hadn't mm-hmm. seen it. I'd missed it. It came to my local theater and I didn't have a chance to go see it. And so I was like, oh, I wanted to see that. So yeah, I, had to, I hunted it up and found it because in LA they show movies constantly everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I found it and I, it, it is worth it if you can find it. Or uh, I'm sure it'll be out on DVD soon and or <laughs> DVD. Oh, I just dated myself. <laughs> That's not a thing anymore. No, it's going to be on VHS, right? It'll be a v- the, the Betamax. Betamax. Um, Laser disc. <laughs> It'll be on iTunes, I'm sure, next Laser week. Disc. <laughs> Laser disc. Laser disc, totally. But it's worth it. Amazing movie. So there, that was my my. That's my last little thing I had to talk about the picks. Before we leave the picks, though, um, and again, John, if you also have any surprise picks that you wanted to touch on as well, but bef- for me, the last thing I wanted to to kind of bring up was that I thought was interesting. You had Keaton winning for uh, best actor mm. in, in a comedy, right? Yes, yeah, which right, I yeah. still disagree that Bird, Birdman had its funny moments, but it was a drama. Um, but Keaton wins for Best Actor, and then Birdman, uh, the uh, the director's the guy that wrote it too, right? Yes, so Ale- he, Alejandro González Inaritu. You got it without even reading it. Nice. Wow. That's, hey, I've lived in Southern California for three years now. I know <laughs> how to say <laughs> Latino names. Um, so so Birdman wins for screenplay. It wins for Best Actor. Didn't win for Direction, which I thought was bullshit because who they, they gave it to Boyhood, right? Linklater. Linklater, yeah. Which I yeah. like. Okay, fine. It was it was a 
it was a cool idea to, to, to literally make this movie over a 12 year span. Fine. That's awesome. And as a director, that is cool. So it's the only one that is kind of acceptable to beat out Birdman. But after seeing Birdman and just seeing, aside from a few times where you can really tell, okay, this is clearly where the cut was. It feels like it's one solid take. It is impressive. Um, and actually, I, I don't know. Have you seen it yet, John? I haven't. I really want to. Okay, I was going to say, it is compl- it's like being... It, it took me back to college, honestly. I was like, mm-hmm. this is... Because it's very much based in the thea- theater world uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, man, I'm having like flashbacks right now. Because it is. It's one continuous take. They filmed it all in a theater, I guess, in New York. Um mm-hmm. It looked like a pretty small theater, I guess. Not well, not too small, I guess. Uh, but anyway, it was, it was just, uh, yeah, it was definitely a directorial achievement, right. absolutely. And it was just, it was so refreshing to see something that was that was different and and weird, but in a good way. Like, I'm not a movie snob like you, so a lot of times if they go too weird, it just pisses me off. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, can I just have my talking raccoon now, please? <laughs> You're like, I don't want to think right now. Exactly. Just do something he, for me. He, he literally starts foaming at the mouth sometimes. It's very funny to watch. <laughs> but but so I was just so impressed with that. I was surprised it didn't win for director. But what I was gonna, what I was most um, surprised with was the fact that you got the lead of the movie is your best actor of the year according to them. Hmm. The screenplay is the best screenplay, which I guess would mean it's the best story of the year for them. Sure. I was shocked it didn't win best picture for that category. Like Grand Budapest Hotel beat it out. Um, I think that was one of those things where there it's been a really good year for me. I just want to say it's been it's it's been a bumper crop for good movies. I've I've had the the fortune to be able to just kind of accidentally have wandered into a lot of these. Um, I've either seen them on DVD or I've got uh, we we moved uh, a couple years ago and I've moved next to an art house cinema that shows like all the Oscar contenders like crazy because it's right next to the. Um, uh, one of the academy offices so yeah I, I wound up seeing I, I fortunately they all come to my doorstep so it's been very easy for me <laughs> to go watch him but uh just wander out the door derp, derp, derp. um but uh it's been good a good year like at, last time i remember this many good movies was 2007 when we had there will be blood no country for old men atonement that was a good year this year feels like that year. There's just so many good movies that I think they wanted to spread the awards. Like, well, we, we can't ignore Grand Budapest, so we'll give it this award, but we'll give Birdman these awards. I think they do that sometimes with the Oscars as well, where they're like, well, if we give um, Ang Lee Best Director for Life of Pi, then we don't have to give it, you know, like Best, best Screenplay or Best Play or something, you know. So I think they sometimes sometimes voters use multi multiple categories as ways to give multiple awards to different films. I would agree. So it's it's a it's a political thing, um, which was something I remember you and I or I was talking to you about before. One of my favorite things about the Oscars, uh, which is coming up, this is probably just you'd go at the end of the podcast, but whatever. I'm going to talk about it now. You can just whatever you do. I, don't know. Um, I really dig like the, one of the great things about the Oscars is, yes, it's a celebration of some of the best that Hollywood has had to offer. Obviously, since Guardians of the Galaxy won't be nominated for Best Picture, it's not the best, but. Um, the other part of awards show that's great is the political gamesmanship that goes on between the time the nominations come out, or even before. I'd like, say before, yeah. Yeah, like right now, studios are angling and trying and putting out for your consideration oh ads everywhere. Oh my god, the the shameless promotion. Oh yeah. No, and and it is it is an Oscar campaign. I can't wait to see if Sony gets any love. <laughs> 
after their email address. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be an interesting year. Angelina Jolie won't be voting for anything from them, I imagine. Uh, but it's it's that's I think I think that's one of the things I really dig is you kind of see the politics of Hollywood at work. If you if you can if you get into the trade papers and like I said, I go nuts for award season, so I get up into variety and I'm like, oh man, did you hear what Scott Rudin said? What? And then, well, I think I mean I feel like that goes with with almost every award show. Like I feel like <laughs> that happens to some degree with the Tony Awards yeah. over here in New York. Um, you know, you, there's there's a lot of that self promotion and you know making friends with 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 people, not yep, because you want to be voters. friends with them, because you kind of you want that little award, that status symbol. <laughs> yeah, that's the status symbol that is that is the thing I've been working for and practicing into a hairbrush in for months, and this now, is it. It, since it is so obviously political and, and like you pointed out, both of you pointed out, campaigned for, since since it's happening anyway, obviously the ideal would be that it didn't happen and that there was just this governing body of judges that legitimately looked at whatever films caught their eye. Hmm. But since it's happening, and since I control Hollywood from the show, can we can we actually make that jump and go ahead and get the... Uh, political election-based commercials going for these now? Like the muds, can we get mudslinging? Like, oh, if you like <laughs> Gone Girl, you must be an idiot. Check out Inception. I know the year is wrong. Inception. No, no, that'd be. Gone, but I, I actually, I see where you're going with this, and I absolutely think that if Hollywood wanted to go, I mean, I dig the subtlety of it, but and and if, like I said, if you take the time to get into variety, at times it is not subtle. <laughs> like there are times where I. Oh no. Uh, a couple years ago, I remember somebody took out. I think it was Scott Rudin, who's kind of infamously a, he was in he was involved in the Sony email thing. He mm-hmm. was the one slamming Jolie. Uh, he mm-hmm. can sometimes be a guy who'll just say stuff like he took out a full page. He's a wonderful ago. person. Uh, there you go. Cover your butt. <laughs> um, but he sometimes I remember he took out like a full page ad in the L.A. Times a couple years ago, literally just slamming the movie that was up against him for best picture. <laughs> uh, and it was just like, wow, I guess there's no suddenly anymore. It's just it's politics now. But I would love to see political ads from right. an actor. You know, Julianne Moore likes to shoot babies. <laughs> Do you want to vote for Julianne Moore? <laughs> Sponsored by Friends of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by Friends for Julian Julia Louis Dreyfus to win for yeah. Or, or, or I mean, like I mean, it could get harsh. Like Jared Leto thinks he can be the Joker. He thinks he can replace a dead man. Why do you want to spit on the grave of Heath Ledger? Don't vote Leto. <laughs> Paid for by the committee to elect Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. Oh my god, that would that that would just be great advertising for the award show itself. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you'd have like loads of ads everywhere. It'd be stunningly awesome. And, well, and I think take it off of film and TV. The Tony should do it too. Can you imagine how how flashy some of those Broadway ads could get? Entire. Oh my god. Entire <laughs> musical numbers dedicated to how much so and so is a douche or something. I feel like Neil Patrick Harris should moderate debates in the theater community. This reminds me of something. Who's hosting the Oscars this year? Neil Patrick Is Harris. it MPH? Okay, yeah. thank God. Okay. We <laughs> talked about this. That's right, we did. I forgot. <laughs> it's like what I'm most Who's excited hosting about every award show? He is hosting every award <laughs> is show. Is he yet? Because he should be, if he's not. Well, well, I mean, I agree. Tina and Amy just had their last one I for know. the Golden Globe, so that opens it up for him to, to go do that one. Very sad. <laughs> That was actually going to be one of my come arounds on this. Uh, one of my favorite jokes back when we were talking about the directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, best joke for me from, Tame, from Tina and Amy last night was nope, the. Tom Tamey from Tamey. Tamey? Can we? Oh, there it is. Tamey. Best Tamey. Tamey. Oh. Celebrity name. <laughs> uh, was the uh, the Birdman boyhood director jokes. Um, 
Uh, the, one, the Would You Rather? Yeah, the Would You Rather. Yes. The Would You Rather with Alejandro. Oh, my God. That, that those were amazing. Yeah. Uh, I loved the Would You Rather for Alejandro Gonzalez in Ritu, one long take for two hours or once once a, once a year for 12 years for five minutes. Yeah. I was like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best joke of the night for me from them. Um, speaking of their jokes, I... I was curious, what are both of you guys? What were your takes on the the Bill Cosby stuff? <laughs> um, yeah, That's it was it was fault. shocking. I mean, <laughs> I was expecting somebody to comment on it. Um, and if anybody can possibly get away with commenting, I think those ladies did. Um, but it was definitely one of those moments that uh that kind of sold the show and get. Mm-hmm everybody talking about it afterwards yeah i i was gonna say i used to think ricky gervais would uh was the most cutting edge host but after that moment i was like yeah i think tammy might be it now yeah dang yeah they went at him i i I don't you know like i i have no idea whether the man's guilty or not he could be and if he is all jokes deserved then um and if he's not then they but more than anything as entertainers you want to be on the cutting edge and when you're a comedian you got to flirt with that line and i thought they did it and I was fine with it. Well, and I can't even was, remember the how they got into it, but it came out of nowhere. Like the, I remember their first swerve into it was just something about somebody thought they were just getting espresso with Bill. It was the, the talking about Into the Woods and Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. That's, That's right. right. About <laughs> it cost me. And it was, I mean, it was beautifully done. It was one of those, like that first joke. That first joke, I don't even think was was almost. It wasn't even as controversial as it was. Just like, oh shit, that was funny. Yeah. The, the next two or three kind of got a little bit more where it was like, are we, is it cool to laugh at this? Can we laugh now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, they just kept pushing it. It was great. Yeah. I loved their, uh, I, I, I saw it described as a, the, uh, a feminist joke. I don't know if it deserves quite that laudy. Oh, about George Clooney's But wife. the George Clooney thing was perfect. Oh, it's beautiful. Loved it. It was, it was well-crafted, yeah. It was, again, it was one you didn't see a joke coming. Yeah. So that's the brilliance of their moment. But, yeah, uh, I think that's what I, I like about those two is they, they of all people are just not taking this whole award show seriously. Yes. <laughs> right. Or, or, you know, the business that they're in. Yeah, no, they seem to have fun with it, which is why I'm going to miss them. Uh, is it really their last year? Was that like some joke? I had heard it a lot. I, I heard think it, it at the red carpet too. Yeah, I think it might be their last year. Well, I guess you go out on top, I guess, you know, as, as Well, whether it's their last year because they haven't been offered a contract for next year or if it's their last year because they've decided so, I don't know. Mm, that's true. Damn Maybe. it, John, you're supposed to know this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> bring you on. Uh, Let me call my people and I'll get back to you. <laughs> I think uh, it'd be interesting to see if they wind up hosting the Oscars next year. Maybe that's why they're not getting renewed is because they're doing the Oscars next year. Uh-huh. I'd be okay with that. That could be. Sand. Well, unless unless NPH knocks it out of the park and lo- you know locks up like a two or three year, he Oscar Billy Crystal's deal. it and goes for like ten I'm okay year, with a decade I, of I NPH. never got tired of Billy Crystal doing. No, it he's amazing. I mean, when somebody has it for especially for hosting stuff, because those shows can be boring. Like 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 John, you said it. It can be like a high school graduation thing. Mm. It you know if you get a good host in there that can can that's actually what I thought was missing. Why this overall the Golden Globes this year felt a little kind of meh was a well actually this should be exciting the picks i mean you couldn't tell you could not predict what was going to happen sure. that should be exciting i think that there we needed more tamey we did not get enough tamey on the show to really keep it popping yeah i agree i feel like this year out of 
especially years past, compared to years past, that they were on stage very little mm-hmm. considering that they were the hosts. <laughs> yeah, I, I was wondering about that as well. I was just like, uh, I came here for these guys. Uh, yeah. Also awards, yes, that's great, but I really wanted, uh, yeah. And they did. They seemed kind of absent. And the bits without them, they weren't terrible, but they just didn't have any there wasn't much sass or bite to him. I thought they kind of fell flat a little bit. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. I thought the Margaret Cho thing was funny, but it was funny. It seemed like a, it wasn't like a highlight for me. It wasn't like a, Whoa, I, I thought it was, again, thought it was hilarious. Her little, uh, the selfie with Meryl Streep that, that mm-hmm. cracked me up, but it was, <laughs> it was more like amused giggle and grin. Uh, and not, whereas Amy and, 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 uh, oh, fine. I'll just call, I'll, we'll, we'll make Tammy happen. Fine. Tammy just makes me roll on the floor, yes. like, and, and like die laughing. So I did miss them a lot. Agreed. That was a little, eh. Something that I'm always interested in, and I don't know if it's as a performer or if it's just as somebody that likes attention, but I always get excited about good, the good speeches. Like I can envision myself, like, what would I say in that moment? So I thought it'd be kind of cool now, especially since it's not just me and Brian, we actually have, you know, John, you're with us. I wanted to kind of go around here and see what everybody's uh, favorite speeches were. If there, if you had one, uh, I'll, I'll start us off because that if you guys didn't know about it, I want you to have time to think. Okay. <laughs> so mine, there were a lot. I actually somebody somebody I noticed uh, on my Twitter feed. Somebody tweeted that that pretty much people are nailing their speeches at this at this particular show. The one that I thought was was probably the most poignant, at least one that I really liked was Michael Keaton's mm. I really liked his it seemed genuine and it, and it seemed like he strayed away from your industry speech of thanking all the agents and everybody like that like I mean he thanked people but he f- it felt more like he actually was gonna go up and you know he actually just went up and gave a talk and then the call out to his to his son at the end where he actually that was classic got visibly choked up that was, was great that was really cool so that, like that would be mine was Michael Keaton's speech Brian what do you think um, mine would have to be, uh, we're left. I'd go with JK Simmons. No, that's wrong. When he went from whiplash. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, he's a, he's been a journeyman actor for years in Hollywood. Like he's been around forever. Oh yeah. Uh, and it just, his, his speech was just, it felt really down to earth to me. And I loved, I love that he thanked Miles Teller because if you get a chance to see, I'm, just, I'm like stumping for Whiplash. Whiplash people, send me money. I'm stumping for your film so hard. The ad uh, campaign starts. But there, exactly. I'm part. Secretly, you guys don't know I'm part of Whiplash's Oscar campaign. I'm on the take. Um, <laughs> but I love that he he gave a nod to Miles Teller, who's the, uh, his co-star in the film, and who is I'm gonna, just gonna out out it a little bit. I have a little bit of a man crush on Miles Teller. I think he's awesome and. Uh, he in Whiplash he receives so much abuse from J.K. Simmons. The two performances play off each other so flawlessly, and I love that he gave credit to his co-star in a really uh, awesome way. And then just to, he wrapped it up with just I thought a really nice little thanks to my wife and and uh, our two above average kids. And he yeah. it was just so like it was so like like you could like it felt like like your dad giving a speech. So I was like oh look at that. I was just like oh, it was really nice. So yeah, John, what do you think? I mean, I agree with both of you. I think both of those speeches were really great. I mean, Keaton's was my favorite, um, but I don't think there was, like, there's not really one that stands out in my mind that, like, that is one that was bad. Mm. But I'm like, mm, because um, we've had some bad ones in the past. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think everybody was, for the most part, on point and, and didn't take up too much amount of time. Um, but, I mean, aside from, from those two, I... I liked Jeffrey Tambor's. I liked such a good win for him too. I love. Yeah. I love that they he won. Kevin Spacey. 
Um, and I liked, I can't remember the actress's name, and it was, that actually was one of the shocking winners, was the, the actress from Jane the Virgin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hers was really good. That was good. a really shocking win, and I, I just, there was something about it that I just really enjoyed, that it just, like, came out of left field, and she, it, you know, it clearly meant a lot. It was that her, her, her mother or her father always said something about, like, I'm, I'm going to butcher this, but it was something along the lines of, like, like either try hard or do good, and, and you'll have your day, or something like that. And yeah. She, and, or like the best something about like something in her future, and she turned it around to make it that this moment that what he kept it was he perfect. Was, yeah, it was it was it was great. Uh, and the scuttlebutt around like, uh, and uh, this makes me sound like I'm way more in the know than I know, but everyone who talks about her says that she is quite possibly the nicest person they've ever met, and that she is as sweet in real life as she. I I, I hear that as well. Yeah, that so. sounds good because I I was disillusioned when you provided some some insider knowledge that, that J-Law isn't necessarily as as cool as she can I'm still out. a fan, but I, oh, I I've, heard, I've heard things about her that I'm like, oh, J-Law, celebrities getting better <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But hey, every yeah, absolute power absolutely corrupts, and she has absolute power, let's be honest. She wins, she, yeah. What did you guys think of Clooney? Oh, his Cecil I Beaton liked Miller. it. I mean, quite honestly, I mean, I, I don't hate Clooney. His speech was pretty much what I was expecting from him. Okay. I missed his speech. Um, <laughs> Did you really? I liked it, though. Like, I feel like he's just, like, he's Clooney. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really hate on people. He's just really thoughtful, and, every like, every time I see him, uh, you know, in interviews and whatnot, it just, it's what I've come to expect of him. He feels and like that's old school, thing. he feels like old-school movie royalty to me still. Like, yeah. he just feels like he's yeah. he would be more at home in, like, the 50s or 60s winning an award with Jimmy Stewart or something. He just has that. And I don't mean like he's old or, or whatever. Just he just has that it's feel. It's level of class. Old school Hollywood feel to him. So that's just a class, yeah. Yeah. Probably uh, very classy. I would like to know well, I, maybe I wouldn't like to know in case it's a bad answer, but I'd be I'm I'm interested to know if he is also like he comes across or if he's just had twenty, thirty years or more to 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 perfect his persona on screen. I'd like mm. to know is he is he really because he seems l- like like you said, John. He he doesn't really you know ever crap on anybody. He's always he's you know he's always respectful. And so I, I I'd be interested to know in his day to day life if he's actually like that or if he's because he's if if anybody right now in Hollywood has room to be a d bag, it would be him. He's, <laughs> he's kind of on top of everything right now. Yeah, uh, I think you can look at uh, and this is something that uh, I've noticed with Hollywood over the years is you look at who. Like, what do they do when they're off screen, and what do you hear from, like, the stage crew? Like, uh, if you talk to, like, uh, a costume designer, not not even a costume designer, but, like, a seamstress, or you talk to, I know, yeah, right, <laughs> Trey is a seamstress. I don't mean my wife. She does not <laughs> sew for George Clooney. I would never let that happen. I'm not stupid. <laughs> She'd leave me. Um, but... <laughs> But if you hear like uh, the uh, it's sort of weirdly enough, I'm going to tie this back in. It's like a Downton Abbey kind of thing where you have two levels here. You've got the stars and then the people that make the stars look good, like the mm. best boys and the gaffers and the stunt teams the and all the right. All <laughs> the people that work. Exactly. <laughs> sure. All those people that work down below and you listen to the scuttlebutt around there. And I think you can kind of get a, a, a sense of who somebody is. Uh, and from the most part, the most people I've talked to in the industry, George Clooney is as genuinely nice as he seems. Uh, the only one I've ever heard bad things about, and don't sue us for libel, but Julia Roberts. I've heard Julia Roberts back in the day in the early 2000s was hell to work with. You did not want to be on a Julia Roberts movie. This is hmm. what I hear. Insider The word on the street. <laughs> the word on the street. 
because I'm on the street and in the know. I, I, my dog shits in front of Patricia Arquette's trailer. I know things. Speaking of the word on the street, this is something that I'm sure everybody has an opinion about. And I'm curious for, for I'm actually, I'm curious for both your takes on this. I've seen a couple things already on Facebook. Um, it seems like no matter, no matter if she's up for an award or not, and no matter what kind of award show it is, we always talk about who wore who and who looked great. J-Lo seems to be the one that is always, always a focal point, always talked about. I personally loved, but well, first of all, I personally loved Jeremy Renner's uh, joke that he threw out there. I mean, it was, it was, ball, I mean, we st- it was one of the first things of the night, right? They were one of the first presenters, I think. Were they? They were early on, at least. They were, they were early on, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's like, it's like, okay, we're going to start that off with a tit joke. I'm, Let's go. Let's gonna be a fun night. And so I, I not only dug the joke. I, I personally thought she looked. Good. I liked the Golden Globes. She looked nice. But I, uh, I think Jeremy think? Renner had had a couple drinks earlier before he left for the Golden <laughs> Globes. Was my guess on that one. I, I would agree with 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 you on that. Yeah, it, <laughs> he was. He seemed like he was enjoying himself. I mean, he was really enjoying himself next to her. I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, I thought she looked great. Um, I mean. When JLo goes out in public, and especially those type of events, I mean, as with most celebrities, you like you you were going for the attention, um, yes. and I think she maybe not necessarily enjoys it because I don't think that much attention is enjoyable all the time. <laughs> um, but she knows she knows the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She's a master of it, that's for sure. She's she's mastered that craft, yes, very much so. Okay. Um, but I thought she looked good, and the comment on the boobs. I mean, they were there. I mean, you can't you <laughs> could not have noticed them. Um, I think I'm sure it crossed most of our minds. Um, <laughs> I'm like, Hey, boobs. All right. <laughs> Babies um, everywhere. I mean, it was, the dress energy. itself was kind of like the same look as her notorious green dress. Yeah, I was going to say it really uh, was, was a throwback. Just, yeah. I was going to ask that too, actually. Um, cause I'm sure, you know, on people's website and whatnot, people magazines, website and E online, I guarantee if it hasn't been done, there's gotta be side by sides with that green dress. So I was going to ask, oh, sure. what, what do you guys think as far because, I mean, what, that was, what, was that 10 years ago? Yes. I yes. don't remember. Yeah. I'm not that old. Bullshit. What are you talking about? Bullshit. You're the oldest I one I was here. a junior high. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, it was like 10 years I, ago. It was a while ago, for sure. Yeah. So, I remember so what do you that guys the think? next year, the guys, one of the guys from South Park wore the same dress. Yes. Wore it, yeah. Yeah, which <laughs> I thought was hilarious. Uh, and apparently was high on acid, according to him in an interview about that later, but uh, anyway, uh, another here and there, but J-Lo, uh, yeah, I, that was definitely a throwback to that dress. I think that was her little nod to it for mm-hmm. sure. And she looked good in it. Yeah, um, good for her for still being able to pull it off. I was watching a little bit of the pre-show with uh, my missus, who is, as I've mentioned before, seamstress. Uh, and uh, we, we were both a little bit like, mm, seems like she's trying pretty hard. It, it turned us off that way. We were like, eh, I don't really like it. So I landed on the no-go for me. For for J Lo's dress, uh, Amy Adams' dress though was a big one for us. I really liked hers. I don't like the. Uh, um, it just seemed classic. Again, I always go classic. I like classic the classic look, and I thought Amy Adams looked classy. And I think there. I I feel like for the most part, most of the it was very for the most part conservative classic looks for the night. Like yeah. I think everybody was really together. Yeah, everybody was kind of yeah. Other, other than J Lo, who hey, you know what? If you still got it, flaunt it. I guess go for it, and she still got it. 
right? Didn't I mean, I'm sure, you know, Kate Hudson wasn't too happy because there went her attention for the dress she had on. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, she was clearly trying to get some, uh, yeah, she was like, this will get I'm sure she, she tried that dress on, and she's like, yeah, this is going to get all attention. Then she showed up and see J-Lo, and she's like, ah, crap. Damn. <laughs> Damn you, Jenny from the block. Quietly just sitting <laughs> in her limo. Oh, so I need my free champagne I just now. really want to see what pissed off Kate Hudson looks like because she always seems so bubbly in real life. I would love to just see, like, it's a... True. Rage induced. Did uh, did anybody else notice Jennifer Aniston and her 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 black dress with the big leg slit? I couldn't help but note it. it I noticed it when of, she came up to present with Cumberbatch because I was like, "Whoa, there's Aniston leg going on!" Dang. Well, did anybody else oh, yeah, make yeah, the yeah. connection with Angelina yeah. Jolie? Yeah. Oh, I did not get that. No, I'm wondering if she was trying to maybe one up Jolie from was it last year's Oscars when she was like the leg, the notorious leg. Yeah. Don't try and one up Angie. Don't don't even. Don't even. <laughs> well, you know that Aniston is actually she's already slated for uh summer of twenty eighteen. They're gonna be releasing Unbroken Two when she's directing that. <laughs> directing the Unbroken Two version. <laughs> oh. Unbroken Starring Billy Bob. <laughs> really? uh, uh, he had another good speech. I love Billy Bob's speech going up there and going It was it was Short and sweet. It was, <laughs> and it was, and it was, it was probably one of the more honest moments I think of the award show because he literally, he's like, "You can get in trouble for saying anything." Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly learned some lessons over the years. Yep, oh, but, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I liked uh, Aniston's dress was nice. It was, it was good, but yeah, if she was trying to go at Angie, then don't even, don't even, don't even. Right. Just, uh, yeah, uh, there wasn't any that really stood out aside from that. Um, what about Cumberbatch? The, I love the white the white tux. I did too. Yeah, yeah. guy looks are. It, it, this is the. It's hard for me with suits. Like I'm just like, guy looks good. Guy looks good. Right. Yeah. Looking good in a suit. Didn't didn't wear. You know, <laughs> like you only notice if it's like Pharrell and he wore like a Canadian Mountie hat. You're like, oh, that's different. It's I guess. true. You don't get a lot of guy. Like there's you don't get like nut cleavage and stuff. Like guys, it's pretty much it's going to be a suit. We don't have our special parts hanging out. It's true. Right. I mean, I think the only thing that really changes with the guys is occasionally you get that one like rogue guy that wants to do like a you know blue crushed velvet or yeah. something with like a slight pattern on the collar or something. But mm. for the yeah. most part, they usually stick with the black. Example of a guy that went out there a little bit: Jared Leto last year at the Oscars. Wasn't it like a white suit or something he had? Like, I think so. Dev the man bun. Yeah, with the man bun. I was a fan. I was like, dang. God, I I was a huge fan. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed when he came out to the Globes and he did not have the man bun. Yeah, the my my wife calls it the mun, the man bun, and he didn't have his mun. I was a little, I was a little mun let down. I mean, I feel like it's its own thing now. It, it really needs its own, like you know, Twitter and social media accounts, and he should just own it. Oh yeah, get the it needs its own Twitter account. Jared Leto's mun needs to have a have a Twitter handle. I, I'm interested to see what he does with his hair for the Joker, or I guess what they do with him. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I am very. He's got big shoes to fill, and it's going to be. Uh, well, I, I'm sure. What does it come out in two years? We'll definitely be talking about it. I guarantee. You think? For sure. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Will Seth talk about the Joker and comic book movies? No. You guys talk no. about comic books? Never. Never. Never <laughs> happens on this podcast. Ever. Nope. Can we take a moment to to touch on Prince? Oh, oh God, God yes. yes, please. How did we not? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, if for nothing else than Louis C.K. looking like a five-year-old boy who's just discovered that cake is a thing because he was so right? excited to see Prince. <laughs> it was so amazing. Yeah. I know, like, I went and had to look at pictures online afterwards because I know the way that a lot of those, the colors show up on TV are not how they are in person. Mm -hmm. Um 
because it didn't really, I, in the pictures that I've seen, it's, it was very metallic-y, which really didn't come across all that well on TV. Um, but, I mean, the whole, like, he's always got, he always walks out with his own, his own style. He's always, he's always, always got his own, own thing style. going on. Yeah. Prince is Prince. Um, I think on, on top of the suit, I think that the accent of the, the, um, the diamond studded cane, which he never used as a cane, um, right. was, was an interestingly, <laughs> interesting touch on his part. <laughs> and well, definitely kind of solidified that whole thing. If we're talking about male fashion, somebody that takes chances, it's Prince. The yeah. man is oh, very much so, and succeeds like every time. But yeah, that cane was cane or not cane or whatever it was was amazing. I just think we have to admit that next year, Prince is going to be a shoe in for his performance of Lenny Kravitz this year. <laughs> he it was a dead. Ri- he walked out. I was like, "Fuck, dude, looks just like Lenny Kravitz." I think it's the hair. He has a little bit and of the, Lenny Kravitz and the glasses. Hair. I mean, it was. Oh, that's right, the glasses. And he <laughs> might have even. I mean, I don't remember. He might have even had some of the stubble beard thing going on. I think he's 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 much shorter. <laughs> I knew. I knew immediately. I was like, "Oh, that's Prince." And was it? Yeah, was, yeah. He, was he scheduled or was that just like out of the blue? I don't think he was announced. Like, I don't think he. I think he was a surprise. Uh, he like was I, very much a surprise. He wasn't in any of the marketing. Yeah, yeah which like I mean, obviously they knew he would be there, like the g- people running the show. But no, I don't think the audience. I want to imagine that he just pulled up in a car and got out. He's like, "Can I go on stage, guys?" And they were like, yeah, "Yes, <laughs> by all means." He's watching at home and is like, "You know what? I'm gonna go on stage. I'm gonna just go over there right now." I'm just gonna go down there. I think. Spe- <laughs> speaking of that, uh, going back to Cumberbatch, did the that opening thing with with him presenting with Aniston? Mm. Do you think that actually was? So they just staged. pulled him out. Staged. It was staged. Staged. Because I think it was felt, staged. It felt awkward as shit. Yeah, it's staged. I think uh, that's that's it was sta- it was awkward enough where it felt like it was staged. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they because of that. Je- Jennifer Aniston seethes really well. She she seethes in, insanely well. Um, in where the Millers movie was, eh, but she was great in it. Um, I agree. Uh, she was perfectly matched up, and Benedict Cumberbatch played the oh confused British schoolboy who's on stage with Jennifer Aniston. To the hilt, he was awesome. Mm. So, I th- I think it was staged, and yeah, it did feel it felt awkward because it it, it 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 was like we know it's staged, but why are you insisting on? Yeah, it's strange. It was a strange moment. That was a yeah. Moment. I felt. I mean, it was it was overacted. <laughs> a little, yeah. No, they they went a little too high with it. Uh, but uh, oh man, what was I thinking of right before? Oh, it's out of my brain. Um, Obviously not important. <laughs> but, the. Uh, the the sorry going back to the I'm jumping around here again, um, the photo with uh, Marilyn. That, did you see the the actual photo of that with the with Benedict's photo bomb yes. again? <laughs> yes. I saw him do it on the it on the great. cast. I saw him jump up. I was like, that's awesome. I hope it's. And then I looked at the picture. I'm like, yes, he's in there. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Keeping keep with the theme. <laughs> yeah. No, it was that was brilliant. Now there is a man who will who my wife will never alter a suit for because I just the list not. is getting longer, bro. You will right? never see her again. Yeah, no, she's I, never allowed to work. You know what? To be fair, Clooney, I think she could resist, but not Cumberbatch. Uh, uh, he's been described about. Uh, oh, let me. What was the phrase that got tossed around my house? Ben a Lord Cumbergod was the phrase that got <laughs> tossed around my house the other day. I mean, I would support that phrase. Yeah, it, I was. I was like, that makes sense. She she identifies highly as a cumber bitch, which is apparently what his fans call themselves, <laughs> cumber bitches. He's like, I'm a cumber bitch. I'm like, I think I might be a cumber bitch. He's, oh, I think we're all cumber. Bitches. Sherlock was it it it, it, it gets you. We're but, a uh, gaggle of cumber bitches for sure. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I thought he was great. You know, yeah, he's also going to be in a Marvel movie. 
is he? He's oh yeah, Doctor Strange. He is Doctor Strange, which is brilliant I, casting for that. I know nothing about Doctor Strange. This of is one of those don't. moments. Where I don't either. Yeah, yeah. I, it's Seth gonna be one of those. It. It's gonna be one of those where it either bombs or it Guardians of the Galaxy, where people are like, "This was new and yet still felt fun like a comic book movie." It could work. I'll, I'll watch it because he's in it. So mm. sold. That's true. It'll Agreed. also be successful because of that. Smart move that way. I think that's about all we've got for the Golden Globes this year. John, we definitely want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So the Oscars are coming up. I don't know if you're aware. Brian, did you know the Oscars are coming up? No, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's I, crazy. I, Wait, the Oscars, that's like an award show, right? Something it, like it's that. It's a new it's thing like, they're trying this year. I think they're going to like, it's weird. I think it's just movies, which it seems a little limited, but whatever. I think Oscars just yeah. copying Tony at this point. Whatever. Yeah, right? But so overdone. Uh, so, so obviously, you're going to be covering that on your Facebook, uh, Facebook group, JJS Live Coverage, all one word. Um, yep. And I'm assuming, uh, does that also get onto your Twitter feed at J-N-E-H-L-I-C-H? Um, not yet. Normally, I try to balance both of them. Uh, this last one, I didn't. Um, but my goal is to, you know, cover the social media realm. <laughs> Duo social media. Nice. It's tricky with thing. the snarkiness. <laughs> well, um, can we can we triple up on you? Uh, would you be willing to rejoin us for the Oscar podcast? I would love to. Very cool. We'd love to have you back. Always. It's, you know what? I just got to say, this was just like the green room back in the day. I feel like, <laughs> you know what? All I need is for a professor to walk in and be like, don't you guys have homework or something to be doing? And us to be like, right, no. right. <laughs> We're talking about our craft, which is the Oscars. So shut up. I, I also like the fact that um, because I really knew you as a stage manager, so this has been nice to sit and chat without you going five minutes and stop talking. <laughs> we can hear you. Stop we can hear you in quiet. the audience. <laughs> stop talking. It's <laughs> true. But yeah, thank you very much for uh, for joining us and for our listeners. Thank you for for joining us on this special. We call this a mini sode. We always run long. Whatever. It's all gold. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Golden. Gonna win some awards. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for the special Golden Globes insights that John and thank you guys for listening. As always, I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. I've got nothing. <laughs> This has been a Dry Run production.